Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in Busted Open Nation here on a Saturday. It's time for the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. Got my pal, Andreas Hale, holding it down for this episode. We take a deep dive into the bloodline. Sammy Zayn, honorary Us, getting it in. Well, with the Usos and Roman Reigns on a Friday night, what does that mean for Clash at the Castle? Well, tune in and find out. Speaking of Clash at the Castle, one of the absolute bangers of that night features Gunther and Sheamus. We got a showdown last night on friday night and tensions are high we break down expectations for that match and speaking of expectations my goodness what a week in the week of professional wrestling and it wouldn't be an episode of busted open here on a weekend if we didn't give you weekly winner for our best choice and best show in the week of professional wrestling so sit back relax click play let's get it going it's busted open on a saturday Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, last night. Well, Roman Reigns and the bloodline putting a hurting on Drew McIntyre. And damn it, Andreas, we're not supposed to I'm not supposed to like the bloodline. And and I don't. Like they're they're evil. They're they're dastardly. They're all the things that are wrong in life. And, and, you know, Roman Reigns is a beautiful human being. You know what I mean? He's got all the championships. He's got a full head of hair. Ladies love him. Men want to be him, right? He's arrogant. He's cocky. Catch microphones out of midair and winking at fools. Just like, you know, like the epitome of cool. But you're not supposed to like him like I like him. And I think a large reason has to do with that right now, at least, is the inclusion of Sami Zayn in the bloodline. I, I think everyone knows, Dre, that you and I are huge Sami Zayn fans. And his comedic relief, like, that was the end of Friday Night Smackdown last night. The bloodline and Sami Zayn absolutely beating the ever-loving shit out of Drew McIntyre. With chairs, with stick, with tables, with everything. Go out on social media and check the photos that were released by WWE after the fact, right? That was a very violent end, but the night really didn't feel like that, largely because Sami Zayn and the backstage segment that they did earlier in the show, Dre, that Sami was, like, dancing and trying to pop the bloodline. <laughs> and, and even Roman Reigns 
Reigns like cracked his character in the middle of Sami Zayn doing his little dancey dances, they called it. Like Reigns even popped and was like laughing in the middle of the promo. Was like, look at this guy here. While the Usos, Jay specifically had to cover his mouth in the background because he was popping on live television. Yeah, and, and the and the best part is Jay's the one who hates him the most storyline wise, <laughs> right. and he still couldn't help himself. He was like, "This is impossible. This guy is doing his job way too well." The WWE has I don't want to call it a problem, but because Roman Reigns is still getting some, some tremendous pops, huge because, in some in some cities, massive pops. Yeah, because he's so good at what yeah. he's doing right now. He's yeah. like incredible. It reminds me of The Rock. When The Rock was healed and the fans were just like, yo, we really like this guy. You can do anything you want. We still like him. And the bloodline, as much as they're a heel faction, yeah, good luck with that. Keeping them healed yeah. till WrestleMania, good luck. Because, like, it's just they are, they're too fun to watch. I don't care what it, how they beat the shit out of Drew McIntyre. I actually no. enjoyed it. Sammy got his shit in. Thumbs up. Everything is a haluva kick on the rail. Let's go, Sami yeah. Zayn. <laughs> it's beautiful. So why this is really hard to dislike these guys? And yeah, Drew McIntyre really took an ass whooping last night. But I was like, it didn't make me feel any different about this story. I was like, yeah, I kind of want Roman to win now. A lot of people felt that the bloodline was getting stale. But you're right, Sammy being involved gave it a whole new angle. Oh. I wonder where it ends up. Well, you're Very you're true. absolutely right. First of all, you're right about the bloodline was getting stale. Right. We were a year and a half into it, whatever the case may be. Uh, no Paul Heyman. Uh, you didn't know exactly where it was going. It just became a story of dominance. And, and that's fine. But there are legs to that. Right. And it yeah. does run out. And the inclusion of Sami Zayn, who, you know, can wrestle as serious as a match as you need. I mean, we just go back to I mean, you can look back at his entire career. But in terms of WWE, the NXT uh, championship against Nakamura, like, there are so many great moments that he has had throughout his career in terms of, you know, this is a serious force to be reckoned with inside the squared circle. But then there's the other side of it, the entertainment value, the comedic relief and everything that he's doing. Like, dude, wishing the Usos a happy birthday this week on social media and saying, like, happy birthday, Us. Like, he keeps it going. <laughs> like, the entire orbit of Sami Zayn Dre is entertaining. Yeah, I mean, this guy is he's always been good, like, right? It was right. always a is always a, a, a uh, the issue has always been about using your resources and maximizing their ability. And I think mm -hmm. we're maximizing Sami Zayn. I keep saying, Where is this going to end up? Because there's only one place I want to see this thing in. It's Kevin, Kevin it's, Owens it's, and Sami Zayn. I was gonna say, It's the tag teams and them taking oh, the belt from the bloodline, oh right? God. Oh my god, yeah, that's Just, the story. Like a couple weeks ago, I told Mark Henry that and Mark Henry was like, nah, they're just two singles wrestlers. I was like, no, Mark, there's so much history here. Yeah. And they haven't had a tag team title run. And who else can you put together to beat the Usos? Yes, the Viking Raiders are there. Hit Row is there. That's great and all. But the story is right in front of you with Sami Zayn. And Ke Kevin Owens has come back with an edge. The old mm -hmm. KO is back. Yep. But he always remembers... You know, the, Sammy, and I think they they played to it at a house show that they reunited Sammy and Kevin had like a big hug. If you go to that story and have them work the Usos, and even if they get if they don't get the titles off, whatever happens, the better thing is. Now I know people are like, "Oh, you're gonna do this? It's an easy trope." Yes, it is. You break them up towards WrestleMania, and they get the WrestleMania ladder match moment. You could do that, or what about this? What if? What about this? What if? Owens and Zayn supplant 
the Usos as the tag team of the bloodline? What if they beat the bloodline so badly that Roman Reigns is questioning if they're more valuable than his cousins? And then they infiltrate like Sammy's already infiltrated and grabbing the ear of Roman Reigns and making himself seem important. What if Zayn and Owens are just more violent in their feud with the bloodline and Roman Reigns looks from across the aisle and says, you know what? I want that. I want that sort of protection. Then they take over, right? The Usos, they take over their spot. The Usos go babyface. And they kind of forge their own path and they feud over, feud over the belt. And then maybe throughout that story, right, eventually either Owens or Zayn turns on Roman Reigns and we get that sort of that, that, that championship back and forth with those two. I, the good thing, here's the thing. It's a good problem to have, right, Andreas? Yes. There's a lots yes. of different ways you can tell this story because everybody's so talented. Yes, and everybody's in play. That is yeah. the best part. Yes. Roman's, Roman's biggest issue for the past several months was like, well, it's Brock and like nobody else, yeah. right? Like it's the only person who could beat him. Now it's Drew and then nobody else. But if you start setting up pieces underneath to eventually get to that point where they can deal with Roman, it makes the show more exciting because now we're just not like, you have to build somebody to beat Roman. That's what you have to do. And they haven't done a great job. Now, granted, yes, we all know the Cody play card is hanging out there and when Cody comes back, blah, blah, blah. But Kevin Owens and and... And Sami Zayn as, you know, the throwback to Kevin Steen and El Generico against the Usos. How can you not have a five-star tag match with those four? And, and I'm just, I'm, I'm projecting, I know I'm looking into the future, but how can't I? Well, you I'm, need to. Well, because, because yeah. listen, the future on some level, it, it, it first is getting the belts off the bloodline. It is going to happen, it right? To. It's an inevitability. Now, I don't know if it's going to be in the next year. I don't know if it's going to be past. I don't know what the exact future holds, but inevitably at some point, the belts have to come off both Roman Reigns and the Usos. And Andreas, when that moment happens for both the tag belt and the unified world championships, it needs to matter more than it's ever mattered before because Absolutely. you have invested, or at least in the last decade plus, right? You've invested so much in this story of the bloodline that whoever takes the tag titles and whoever takes the world championships, they have to be signaled as the future of both belts and of both divisions. They have to be big, big names and El Generico and Kevin seen slash Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. You brought up a great point. They've never had a tag team run. They've never been champions. If they're, if someone is going to unseat the Usos, how perfect of a billing would that be? beautiful it, it's gorgeous and again these are hunters guys like yeah, kevin cool. owens is a triple h guy triple h loves kevin owens and it had to hurt him just kind of see him just drift off yes he got the stone cold match at wrestlemania but that's not the kevin owens that we all love right. this vicious like i, I want to fight everyone kevin owens is what we need to see and we need to see him back with Sami Zayn because we know this bloodline thing can't last forever but as long as it keeps happening as long as they keep keeping it fresh I'm all in. This is what you call long-term storytelling. They are not booking on the fly with this. There is a setup with an end in play. Granted, listen, we've we've taken a shit on WWE on numerous occasions. Sure. AEW's not doing a great job with long-term storytelling and setting things up properly. No, they aren't. W, like During the Hunter Rain, we have seen he's moving pieces into place, and it seems like he has a plan. Like, all right, this is where I want to be at November. This is where I want to be at December. I got to build this. This U.S. title's got to matter. This Intercontinental title's got to matter. Things are starting to matter. That's all I've ever cared about with my pro wrestling. Make sure it matters to me. And right now, it all matters. Yeah. Talk about it all matters. Yesterday, 31 years to the day, 
Andreas Hale of Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart at SummerSlam 91. And you and I were kind of going back and forth uh, on social media yesterday talking about that match. But when you talk about things that matter and a little little aside, right, little little uh, uh, going off the beaten path here. But when you brought that up, I think back to Hart and Perfect from SummerSlam 91. and, And listen, Nation, it is not hard after this show wraps. Go on YouTube type that match in you can see the match you can see it on peacock you can see not just the match and and watching it in its entirety but the 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 stories the breakdowns of that match how the way people talk about that match 31 years later andreas it is amazing and why do they still talk about it 31 years later because of what you just said everything mattered everything mattered and it was perfect it was like and that was with perfect with a bad back Right. That, which is one of the like one of the biggest what ifs in pro wrestling, a healthy Kurt Henning for a long term run. But the IC title mattered. Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, when they got in the ring together, it was tremendous. It was huge. As a kid, I'm watching this match. It was like, holy shit. And then they delivered. That's what wrestling is all about. Make me care about every little thing you're doing on your show. Some things don't necessarily always have to matter. Like, yes, Ricochet and Baron Corbin are not going to have a blood feud. Right. But the match was fun. Yeah. But yes, Dustin Rhodes and and Cesaro aren't going to extend this long term feud, but the match mattered because it was fun. Now it didn't matter in the grand storyline things heading into a pay per view, but, but it was fun to watch. Good wrestling prevails. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I, the the idea that people are just casual wrestling fans that don't care about what happens in the ring, care about the stories, it's not all the way true. Like they're the reason why everybody's so invested is we're getting some good ass wrestling with some great stories. I don't need much else. And I don't need to pick a side. I don't need to say, well, AEW's the better show and I hate watch WWE. No, not anymore. I'm spoiled right now. Monday through Friday, I am spoiled. Next week, I'm with you. Next weekend, you have Clash of the Castle, you have All Out, and you have NXT uh, Worlds Collide. Now, granted, NXT 2.0 hasn't been great. It feels like they got a lot of work to do to figure some things out, but it feels like they're trending in the right direction. Like they're trying to clean up some messes. That's three shows, and I'm I'm not complaining that I have to watch all three. No, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's a good problem to have, Andreas. And yeah, I when you think about again where we came from just like a year ago to where we're at right now, it is uh it is a great feeling that to, to again not to hate watch, right? To not just try to find and pick holes in the positives and things to talk about in terms of furthering the narrative of any of, of any single show. Andreas, right? But like when you sit here and you talk about what the future may hold, that's the most exciting part of all this because we don't know exactly where it's going to go. We don't know where the storytelling is going to hit, but we're, we trust it, right? Like you trust, you have equity in these stories. And that means something long term storytelling, the match centric storytelling, uh, the lack of shotgun booking. It is a good, good feeling. And part of that is again, we're one month into the Triple H reign. That is right. We are four weeks into it. There is definitely a different feel around the WWE main roster nation. What do you say? 877 344 877 fight 93. How would you rate? Triple H's first month at the head of the helm of creative over there in the WWE. Certainly things are different. How different? Well, you chime in and you give your thoughts here on a Saturday when we come back. Speaking of different. 
We saw the House of Black lose last night. They were heading into their trios match as 6-0 and undefeated trio, and they fell to the Dark Order. What are we making of that? What could it mean for the future of House of Black? We'll dissect that when myself and Andreas Hale return here on a second. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. House of Black falling to six and one in the trio's division, courtesy of interference from the Redeemer Miro. You heard it right there, busted open nation. And you're hearing us. We're back on a Saturday. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That's Andreas Hale. Dre, what'd you think about House of Black taking their first L in the trio's division? But uh, again, with a little courtesy, with a little help there from uh, the Redeemer Mural. This is tough for me because the trio's bracket has been strangely constructed for me. We got a lot of trust busters, which I felt like is way too much trust busters, right? (laughs) Yes. No disrespect, but I mean, when you talk about that trio's bracket, it's stupid stat. Like, yeah, it, but you it, look at it and it's just all the trios, like teams, matches, flavors, characters that you could basically want in pro wrestling. Right. And then one side of the bracket was absurdly stacked, which yeah. we saw on Wednesday night when we mm-hmm. had like that, that incredible match with uh, Austin Open and uh, Lucha Ray. Oh, my God. And Pac, Death Triangle. Death Triangle. Yeah. yeah. Um, five stars. Ma- Five five stars, Andreas Hale, courtesy of uh, Dave Meltzer. Meltzer gave that five stars. I mean, I ain't mad at it. I don't always do agree with Dave's yeah. star ratings, but I'm dude, with you. Absolute banger. And it's funny because like it, when people say, Why is this man inventing? Then it happened. It was like, all right, well, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like, holy shit. But this match, it feel like storytelling is getting in the way of what could be some great matches. And this is what I mean by this. Having the Dark Order lose surprised a lot of people. Because Dark Order felt like, I mean, not Dark Order, House of Black. 
Mm-hmm. The House of Black felt like the perfect team to be in the finals. But it feels like there's a story that they're about to tell. I think 10 gets hurt midway through the match. Hangman Page has nothing to do for All Out. I totally see a scenario where Hangman jumps in and it's maybe them against the elite where Hangman has to see Kenny again. That could be cool. And great storytelling, but it gets in the way of some great matches. No disrespect to the Dark Order, but there, it, some luster has been knocked off the tournament without House of Black getting in their way into the final because now we have the Dark Order versus the Best Friends, which is cool, but on the other side of the bracket, you have Aussie Open versus the Elite. And there's just different levels to what can happen inside of the ring. So if your story here is to get Hangman involved with the Dark Order and, and get into, hey, he's got to see his old friends in the finals, which is cool, but it's not the best match you could possibly have. And I feel like that's what you should do. Not to say that the Dark Order won't deliver a good match if that's the route they go, but it, and it's all weird. And then on top of that, the Miro pairing with Sting and Darby thing feels very strange to me. Miro yeah, I don't, I, I don't I like, want Miro with anybody. Yeah, I was just going to say, I like Miro going after the Pagans. I like Miro attacking House of Black and going in there and, and, and doing the Redeemer thing against them. But I'm with you. I struggle to see where Darby and Sting fit in that any sort of organic way. No, because we know that like Darby and Brody have Brody beating the shit out of Darby wherever Darby would show up. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, like yeah. that's great. But I don't need Miro shoehorned into that. I'd rather have Miro deal with Aleister Black <clears throat> or buddy matthews or something because it seems like sting and alistair or you know malachi, malachi Black, sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. have unfinished business but i feel like it's so much you're trying to tell me that it's getting the way of the wrestling this time i didn't want to see house of black lose that that is one of the most loaded trios in terms of you have your finesse you have your muscle and you have your martial artists that against the bucks and kenny omega undeniable banger and now we're, we've been robbed of it because we're trying to tell a story i don't know man wasn't a and, fan and, of that and, and so much of the trios uh division and the matches themselves right the story is told inside the ring because that's when you got six people that shit that's a great stew and a recipe to be having yeah <clears throat> excuse me absolutely and it's again i, I want to see hangman do something at all out and i feel like this is the way to get there but is it the best way to get there and i think that's yeah. all the question with AEW is you have such a loaded roster and it feels like, well, shit, everybody should find their way into this pay-per-view. But sometimes things that, that you want to work because, yeah, they, they're going to end up having a lot of matches at All Out. And I feel like they were like, well, we could do Miro in, in his own match, but it's better to kind of shove him in a tag team, kind of like how they're doing with Wardlow and FTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's at the expense of, of other things that we can be doing. Like, not everybody needs to be on the pay-per-view. And we're trying to figure out a way to get everybody into this shit. And I don't know, man. I just, I was not a fan of what we're doing a week before All Out. Not well, a- speaking of the tag division, okay, not the trios, but, you know, multiple folks getting in there. We talked about that mixed tag last night, uh, Andreas, on Rampage. It was Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara. Uh, taking out Ruby Soho and Ortiz. But listen, when you talk about Tay and specifically Sammy Guevara these days, like, yeah, we can talk about the match. But when I saw Sammy Guevara show up on my TV last night, all I could think about was Eddie Kingston. And my goodness, what what is going on in all elite wrestling right now? Bro, like like whatever's <laughs> happening, like all the reports, you know, shout out right. to Sean Ross Sapp and, you know, everybody that's, you know, been digging up and finding out that Kingston was like suspended. 
Right. Sure. Okay. But damn, you were cooking with fish grease with Kingston. And now Sammy <laughs> Guevara is feeling like an afterthought in a oh, way. Yeah. Like you have your four pillars, right? The four pillars, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, MJF, Sammy Guevara, right? But what's ended up happening is Sammy's like falling back. M- MJF is obviously not on TV. And then you have somebody like that you didn't peg as a four pillar, Ricky Starks, yeah. who's become like the mountain that everybody's falling in love. I, I would say Ricky's taken the juice that I was feeling for Sammy over the last six or eight months and kind of taken that almost taken a spot. Andres. That That's what I was just alluding to. Yeah. Like Ricky is on fire right now. He is absolutely on fire. The turn came at the right time. It's the yeah. right time to turn a baby face. His in-ring promos have been incredible. Meanwhile, Sammy's like stuck treading water in this, this love relationship. And he's back with Jericho again. It's like, guys, you got to separate yeah. him from Jericho. You have to. Sammy's a very good talent. He's a great douchebag heel, not a great baby face. Let take the, the, the wheels off and let him go. And I feel like they probably were doing that with the Kingston feud, but you got to get him away from Jericho. And this mixed tag match, I was just, I just didn't care because where I didn't need it for what do you think? Cause I, I'm with you, right? Like Sammy is, has the great sort of douchebag heel vibe right now, at least right now at this point in 2022. Right. And Eddie Kingston and the flip side of that is, uh, well, <laughs> a lot of people are paying attention and a lot of people are high on Eddie Kingston. Do you foresee a situation where things get worked out there at AEW and these two can, can actually work a story together? Because again, according to reports, things got physical at Eddie, Eddie Kingston was suspended. It doesn't seem like a particularly good situation. We don't know all the details, right? And I don't want to speculate, but it does seem to be an example of where there's smoke, there's fire, right? I'd love to see them be able to get on the right side of this, get on the right side of history and be able to work as professionals because there's a great story to be told there. If they want to follow up on it, similarly, some of the things that are happening with CM Punk. Yeah. I think, listen, I I think, as we know in pro wrestling, and even before dirt sheets were dirt sheets and the internet was a thing, right? Like wrestlers don't have to like each other to tell great stories and have great matches, right? right. It, it's just the history of the business. And whatever happened with Kingston and Guevara backstage, they'll sort it out because they know that there's money to be made, yeah. right? And that's that's what you got to do. They'll get over it. I, I I love the other side, the WWE uh, super stands that will say, "Oh, the ship is burning, guys, relax." You guys just had a show not too long ago where your women's tag team champions walked out on live television. Yeah. And, that's not, and that ain't the first <laughs> time it's happened to that company over the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. And I say that to say it's not going to break the business, right. right? Like whatever's going on, it gets sorted. The promotions will continue promoting and doing their thing. But backstage shit happens and it bubbles to the surface and whatever it is. Yeah, it kind of hurt the storytelling briefly, but I think they'll get this thing sorted out. Eddie Kingston is too good to not be on my television. Some people don't like him. I saw Eddie Kingston gets Disco Inferno get into it where Kingston just nuked Disco Inferno on Twitter. But R- Ratioed. J- yes, absolutely. <laughs> but dog, the, Sammy Guevara actually might need this more than Kingston. Kingston's going to be white hot when he comes back, no matter who he's right. Right. Guevara needs a few that's going to propel him back to where he's supposed to be win or lose. And that's the Kingston feud. Yeah. Well, you say he's too good not to be on your television. And I agree with you when you talk about it in Kingston, but I could say the same thing about MJF, right? Like, and he's been off our television now for, for quite some time. So, you know, punk Guevara and Eddie, 
you know, the aforementioned situation with MJF, I, I, it is definitely something to keep an eye on. Right. Because that's like, it's one thing to have one or two problems to deal with, but it sounds like there might be multiple happening over there, which is, you know, again, great for storytelling, but I'm sure it doesn't feel great right now for the, the powers that be and the folks that are trying to navigate those waters because they're a little choppy right now. Dre. Yeah. And you got to manage egos, right? Yeah, you yes. have to, you have to manage egos. And the one thing that AEW has, has had is like, they built the foundation with AW, and then it was like, surprise, all this talent's hitting the market, and you can't pass them up. Like, if you're the Yankees and you got Aaron Hicks in the outfield and Juan Soto becomes available, you take Juan Soto, and then you figure out the playing time shit later, right? Yes. Like, he just has to. It's a great and AW yeah. has done that for, for the past year or so. It's like, oh, Buddy Matthews is out there? All right, cool. Oh, Malachi Black is out there? <clears throat> of course. Brody King? All right, we're going to take all this talent. Now we got to sort through it. But then, after the new car scent wears off of people, now you have egos and everybody wants their spot. Tony's got to manage those egos. It's not an impossible job, but it's going to, there's going to be a few fires you're going to have to put out. And I feel like you got like several of them heading into all out and then Thunder Rosa gets hurt. And it's like, well, shit, I didn't need that. So he's got <laughs> a lot to deal with. Yeah. It's, it's manageable. It's pro wrestling. These things get dealt with. And I feel like I figure they're overcoming, but the problem is, is that we can see them. We're seeing them happen in, in real time. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, that's right. Not exactly the start of Hour 3, but damn it, it's Hour 3 nonetheless. And we have another edition of Weekly Winner coming your way where myself and Andreas Hale give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. And Andreas, it has been so enjoyable this last month handing out Weekly Winner because I legitimately have no idea where it's going with my co-host. Sometimes I don't even know up until the part of the segment where we start to where exactly I'm going to go. Right. And for the last, I don't know, year without the you know, take away the last month, it's been so AEW heavy. I feel like it was just running away with weekly winner every single week because Wednesdays were that's just that much better in terms of what I like from my pro wrestling shows. And a lot of that, I think the listeners know is in ring storytelling. Well, I haven't had to worry about, that over the last month because the main roster on wwe has been absolutely crushing it andreas and weekly winner is as fun as it's been in quite some time and we start this edition the way we start every edition we start on monday and monday andreas monday night raw was an absolute banger of a show it helps when you've got an edge main event and not just an edge main event but coming off the a e documentary right in toronto coming off of the build this match with priest had been sold and talked about for a while now it's a product of long-term booking it felt right and then oh yeah you also got the return of johnny gargano on monday night we talk about it all the time right weekly winner the best shows 
are centered around moments. Moments make pro wrestling. Monday had a few of them. Yeah, and we didn't even mention the banger that was Kevin Owens and Jack Gable. We didn't even Oof. mention the beauty, the brilliance, and the fun factor of Dexter Lewis kidnapping The Miz. Like, yeah, Dolph Ziggler and Finn Balor was a fantastic match. Three hours is hard to fill up and make enjoyable, but they did it again this week. And, at this, and again, we go back to this Johnny Gargano segment. You know, it came in cold, no lead-in. Nobody knew this was happening. And the man comes back and it just felt right. Him interacting with Theory just felt right. Tremendous, tremendous show. It did. Another uh, great match that was on Monday, uh, Balor and Ziggler. That had yeah, proper time. Just fantastic, man. Like yeah. how wrestling is really damn good right now. It, yeah. It's just really, really good. And I, I enjoyed all of this. I mean, even Bailey finally getting back in the ring. We hadn't seen Bailey for quite some time. She's That's back a in great the ring point. beating Aaliyah. And Bailey has been tremendous as well. Raw was just clicking on all cylinders, man. It just it felt like they were everything was heading somewhere. Yeah, and and you talk about you know everything heading somewhere. We jump over to Tuesday, and again, NXT hasn't recaptured the feeling of their heyday, but it feels like they're heading in the right direction, right? It feels like uh, if I'm talking equity, if I'm talking confidence in a brand, if I'm talking about sitting down on a Tuesday and knowing I can dedicate two hours to a show, I'm feeling better and better with each week that goes by about that in regards to the NXT 2.0. Yeah, they obviously they got a lot of work to do, yeah. but don't tell me that you didn't pop when you saw Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell in that ring together. That <laughs> sure. was that was a beautiful moment. I, I was never the biggest fan of that angle, but the fact that they came back to it just for that brief segment that was special that was special uh but they still have a lot of words to do i did enjoy the lights out match though i yeah. man when did you uh, got me with 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 chew and stratton yeah when did you yeah. was got me like yeah. i the snuggie like it, she's got me the girl the girl is fun as hell to watch she's got a lights out match wins with a vader bomb thought it was fun thought it was a fun show not my yeah. weekly winner though no, not mine either, but there's never a bad time for a Vader bomb. Throw up your Vs. We got that yes, out sir. there to Big Van Vader. Um, listen, we jump over to Wednesday night, and I don't know if it's going to get weekly winner, but holy cow, was that an awesome show. It, you know, it kicked off uh, with in-ring stuff, that great back and forth between Jericho, Garcia, and Danielson, which really set up the future for them wonderfully. Uh, I think the, 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 the moment, we talk about moments, right? When we talk about moments making shows, I don't know if there's a bigger moment this year than John Moxley squashing CM Punk. Now, listen, I know there's a lot of talk out there about, oh, people didn't get their money's worth, or I felt jip. First of all, you didn't pay for it. That right. was free. So there was no money's worth. That was a pay-per-view match that you all turned in for, and you left with a moment. If you watched it live, you watched one of the most shocking moments of our adult lives as fans, right? At least it was for me, Andreas. I don't want to speak for you. You watched it live, and then you followed along on social media. As far as I'm concerned, Tony Khan gave us a gift as pro wrestling fans. You may not have liked it. You may have been hoping for a 25-minute banger and this great story being told. Hopefully, you get that at all out. But what you did get on Wednesday was a moment that you will never forget and anytime pro wrestling delivers that to me Andreas I'm here for it because so much pro wrestling I don't remember so much pro wrestling I don't care about so much pro wrestling doesn't make me feel this made me feel on Wednesday yeah we and to your point we weren't supposed to get it to begin with right yeah, this was true, announced yeah. like the week before for whatever reasons that they had but it made us all tune in and we got something we truly weren't expecting and now that we're talking about 
The only question I have is where are we going with this? Now, that's it. That's all I care about. Where does this end? But it has nothing to do with Weekly Winner. What stood out on Dynamite, aside from this particular moment, I'll say it again, this goddamn trios match. Because I'll see open Will Ospreay, the United Empire, beating Death Triangle in a match that Meltzer is given five stars. And I can totally understand why, because these guys went fucking ham. Like, yeah. This shit was yeah. just bananas. How, how about the video you put out of your daughter, Sweet Kennedy, watching, right? You were like, she's hooked now. And like, listen, I, I know your daughter. I've, I've been around since <laughs> the beginning. But like, I know she hadn't really taken to pro wrestling in the way that that some people do early on but she's relatively young it looked like she got hooked on saturday or excuse me on wednesday you showed a video dre of her reacting to that trios match and she was just ooing and eyeing like complete wonderment in her eyes and just waiting for the next move bro that made me so happy dude it, it caught me off guard because i'm watching wrestling i got my son in his bouncer he's four months old and i got my yeah. daughter and she's just running around doing you know what five-year-olds do but that she match, usually ignores she usually yeah. ignores the pro wrestling shows yeah when she we goes watch. to find her ipad and she yep. you know she wants to play roblox or some shit but yeah. this particular match she stopped and she stood there and i was like is she gonna move because she was standing in front of me and i was like she's not moving and she stayed basically in the same place the entire match. I was like, let me record this. And yeah. she was popping when moves were happening. And I was like, oh, my God, look at my baby girl. It's going to bring a tear to my eyes. She's five She's years pro, old. She, she just became a pro wrestling fan. I was telling Faith, my wife, I showed her the video. And I was like, yo, this is Kennedy becoming a pro wrestling fan right in front of our eyes. Yeah. And it's one of those things where sometimes you need a match that you show people. It's like the people are like, why you watch pro wrestling? That's uh, a match that you show people. And they Bret go, Hart, oh, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect SummerSlam 91 celebrating 31 years. Just going to mention that again. Exactly. But you have those matches that'll yeah. hook it, people who don't even they're like, why do you watch this? And then you watch it. It was like, oh, I get it. That was that match. That trio's match was like, oh, I get it. Now I want some more. Give me some more of that. Yeah. Speaking of getting it. Uh, yes. The trio's match was absolutely incredible. But, bro, the first of all, the promo after the squash match that John Moxley delivered. Oh, I'm mm. sorry. Was that not the way this was supposed wow. to go? It was 45 seconds of straight heat and fire and emotion. Sh build a fucking college course around that, right? If you're doing like classes for pro wrestling promo work, that should be like two weeks on what John Moxley was able to do in that short amount of time. Absolutely beautiful. And also talking about promos, Ricky Starks, man, you brought it up to start the show. That guy is in fuego. It, yeah, he he's that's when you take a heel and find you say, OK, it's time to turn him because he's got something other people don't have. And speak going back to Moxley real quick. Moxley is peaking. I think we're seeing the best version of Moxley. Like when we first saw him in WWE's Dean Ambrose in part of the shield, I remember looking at him I was like, man, he reminds me of Brian Pillman. He reminds me of Brian Pillman so much. And then as, as time evolved, like they kind of cooled him off. And now he shows up here and it's like he's hitting his stride. Physically, he looks tremendous. Yeah. Like and his, his promo ability is fantastic. Him pinning Punk and flipping off the camera, so good, is incredible. The so guy good. just gets it. There's people that yeah. say he's overrated. Absolutely not. I think this man is a incredible, incredible talent. Kudos could imagine, to John Moxley. Could, could you imagine operating in some sort of alternate reality where you think John Moxley is overrated? Yeah, some douchebags what? out there. <laughs> it's like keep your opinions to yourself. Say less. <laughs> Lots of tribalism out there. They yeah, you know what? That's what it is too people that just can't separate and just in because we're always worker first right like nope. i don't care about either company really like no. I, I mean I, I might feel a little bit more equity with aew in terms of what they've done over three years in terms of believing but it didn't take more than you know a week for me to see what triple h had done at wwe and be like yeah give me more it's not like i wasn't excited about it like not like i didn't want to see more of it 
Yeah, it's like I, I always say it. I root for talent, not for the promoter. Like I, I like I don't care about the promoter. Like, look, shout out to Tony Khan and what he's done. Shout out yeah, to fine, fine, what they've yeah. done. But yeah. I want to see the people that are putting their bodies on the line week in and week yeah. out do it with a purpose and get paid off for it because they enjoy what they do, or else they wouldn't do it. Because it's a business yeah. of getting hurt for our yeah. pleasure. Yeah, and it, it's beautiful yeah. when it's done right, and, yeah. and they're doing it right. Yeah, it, it's it's. It's like, thank you, Tony Khan, for putting Eddie Pe- Kingston on a pedestal. But we knew that should have been the case anyway. Absolutely. It's like sort of. Yeah, it's sort of like one of those things, if that makes uh, any sense. Listen, we move over to Thursday and I, and I don't want to gloss over Thursday and, and impact. But I kind of am just from the standpoint that like impact along with Rampage and along with NXT, they're not going to be the winner this week. And no. that's and that's not a disrespect to them because I say it every weekly winner tune in to impact on access. They are killing it. They do great great pro wrestling it's just they're kind of falling and sandwiched in the middle of some of the best pro wrestling i've seen in terms of my adult life consistently what we're seeing right now on monday wednesday and friday specifically with smackdown and again we talked about smackdown uh pretty well here on the show already spent a couple hours already talking about it dre it was a good show but for me honestly I, I think it's pretty clear what this weekly winner comes down to. And it's between Monday Night Raw and AEW Dynamite. I think one, those are clearly two. the two best shows of the week with their own set of moments. I'm not going to admonish anyone who picks one over the other, but we do have to make a pick. So mm-hmm. Andreas Hale, again, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like it's Monday or Wednesday, right? Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and give you my weekly winner. Look, the match of the week was 100% the trios match. Yes, it was. But Raw is the weekly winner because really, yes. And my reasons are very simple. Everything mattered on Monday Night Raw. And, and with as great as Rampage was in the moments that we did have. It you mean felt Dynamite? That, you mean Dynamite? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Dynamite. Because I was like, wait, Rampage was not great. It was fine. No, no, no. It yeah, was not right. great. Dynamite was great. Just like Di- Monday was great. Yeah. Yes. Dynamite <laughs> was great. But the, but yeah. the, some of the storytelling elements in Dynamite are, are nagging at me. The acclaimed and swerving our glory feels kind of rust. The Brit Breaker, Kylan King. I think Kylan King is great, by the way. Yes. Um, you know, the even the Jay Lethal Dax Harwood match, it was good. It was, Don't get me wrong. These things were good. But I felt like Raw... When you have Kevin Owens and Chad Gable yeah. work a match in the way that they did, and it's not, it may not be the best match of the night, but it might have been. But then again, the Johnny Gargano return, come on, man. My weekly winner is Raw this week. It edges out Dynamite just because it was just through and through. I thought it was an excellent way to use three hours. Yeah, and you just bring up the three hours, and that's where I always kind of go back. I'm like, am I giving myself or am I giving Monday more juice because it's three hours and and I'm propping it up because I know how hard it is to keep me engaged for three hours, or was it just that good? I keep going back and forth on this. Even right now, Andreas, like I'm doing like a pros and cons list in my head, right? Like it's moments, right? I always care about moments. So on one hand, you've got CM Punk and John Moxley. Like that is a, a, a great moment, a moment that everyone was talking about Monday though. You had the return of Johnny Gargano coming in from a cold, you know, open like that, just coming back from a commercial boom, Johnny Gargano's music hits and the place goes absolutely ape shit, right? Like those are two great moments. Then you talk about matches. Yes. The trios match was the best match of the week. Bar none, hands down, most entertaining match, best match, all of that featuring the best bout machine right okay fine great that was awesome but again when i when i think about it again sorry about that best bout machine kenny was last week not this week but 
Again, Shit, you know, you I give it to Osprey. You can say Osprey yeah, is yeah, yeah, right. I see Osprey. <laughs> Jesus, yo, real quick, that man came off a of G one and did that. Someone, uh, I think it was uh, uh, John Pollock from up north in Canada. He he talked about what he had done in a six or seven day run, Incredible. and I wasn't even aware of that because I don't watch everything. I try to watch as much as I can. But the the run that Osprey was on this week, are you kidding me? You know, that's what I said. If you want to start hand, like we're getting closer to Osprey being the best bout machine when him and Omega have their singles <laughs> match because it's yes. going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to just put this in the atmosphere. Just do it at Wrestle Kingdom. Do it in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the best bout machine title. I don't even care if it's got a title on it. Just Meltzer will throw 30 stars and a meteor on top of that shit. Let's go. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. And you know what, Dre? I'm also with you on Monday night. Monday Night Raw is getting my weekly winner. A slight edge over what we saw on Wednesday. I loved the moment. I Again, I loved Moxley and Punk. I loved watching y'all freak out and go back and forth and get in your emotions and your feelings because for me that's what pro wrestling is about but nothing made me feel better than watching johnny gargano come out on monday to that ovation come out and cut that promo and yes seeing the return of the kevin owens that we all know and love like that goes a long way and then yeah seeing edge in the main event against damian priest and what that's going to set up edge in toronto coming off that a and e documentary Salute to you, Monday Night Raw. You are our weekly winner here on a Saturday edition of Busted Open. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President, of sports programming and podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.